Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The puzzle pieces are becoming just a little bit clearer. And to get a better insight of what's going on at Penn State Training Camp, which is entering week two, we're going to be talking to insider Nate Bauer, who is going to give you the information on who's standing out, who's flashing, and maybe who needs a little bit of motivation. All that coming up today on the BWI Daily Edition. We're in the afterglow, we'll call it, even though I don't know that it's a glamorous event to create a glow in the first place of Penn State Media Day. I'm uh, your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Nate Bauer, senior editor, was there, talked to important people, got important information, and we are going to talk about those conversations here on the show. So you're going to get some insight into camp battles for Penn State football, and if you want all this information, right off the bat. Nate, before you even speak, I'm going to give the speech. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, sign up for $1. We're getting into the season. There's some big things coming. That's not going to last forever. So lock in your $1 for 12 months of access to get into the insider information from Nate, who posted over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. But we're going to go over some of that today and give you a taste of what you can get over at Blue White Illustrated. So, Nate, I hope you brought your taste tester outfit to give people a sense of what they can get. Yeah, I, I mean, if I can just very briefly second what you just like, now's the time, guys. Yeah. I, I hate that. Like, I'm not a I'm not a seller. I don't do this naturally. But, uh, w- w- you know, I've been doing this for 18 years. This is my 18th season of covering Penn State football. And I can say very, very confidently that as a organization and organization, we have never been better than we are right now at Blue White Illustrated. And we're only getting better. So, uh Jump in, give us, yeah, give us your dollar and we will, we will supply you with so much value for that dollar for the next 12 months. Uh, I, I promise you, uh, you will not regret it. And it, see, this is the thing, Nate, it's not selling if you believe in it, right? I, that's, yeah, a, that's how I always get around it. it. Yep. I just, I just blindly believe in it. And then I'm not selling. It's more like evangelizing. I'm up here. I'm preaching more than I am selling. This is so, this is not a set of steak knives. You will <laughs> use this every day. I oh love it. yeah, I have I have in depth conversations with people that span several days over on the BWI message board. It'd be I mean when we say it's a community of people, it really is. Anyway, the people want their information, Nate. They want to yeah. get the information from you. That morphine drip of good Penn State football content. It is a camp battle season and we got a couple going on that we're going to touch on today but james franklin had some interesting comments he was pretty forthcoming from the way you described it as he was pretty he was in a forthcoming mood during his opening statements uh during penn state's media day so what stood out to you that made you feel that way yeah i you know i don't know i think i think certainly the way that he was asked a question about what the biggest questions are and i thought that his response to it was (coughs) excuse me fairly fairly straightforward right the punter um which he actually gave uh, barney and Moore the the props on right as as being a little bit ahead 
uh, in that battle. Um, you know, he talked about uh, Mike linebacker and the linebackers in general as being a question mark. Um, you know, he didn't really, I, I wouldn't say that he lent any insight into who is leading that battle necessarily, but, um, you know, I, I, I just think that it was a, um, you know, a, a continued, um, a continuation of the conversation that we've really been having since last spring, which is, yeah. uh, you, you know, they, they feel so much more and Manny Diaz followed it up right, is they feel so much better about that position than they did necessarily going into spring when yeah. there wasn't any data to work from, right? Yeah. Those guys just haven't been on the field. And so you, you don't feel good when you go into spring practice and these are the two guys that you have, not because they're not talented or not because they can't do it, but just because you've never seen it before. There, there's right. no film to say that this is something that you can uh, you know, feel good about happening. This is the way I said with Christian Veyu is everything we've seen is good. We just haven't seen enough to see the bad parts yet. We don't know what we don't know. So when it comes to those linebackers, Tyler Elsden and Kobe King, uh, the news keeps getting better, I'd say, because one of the things that stood out to me, and I agree with you when you say James Franklin was forthcoming, some of the information he solicited free, nobody asked him about, was that Keon Wiley is now the primary uh, freshman at the Mike linebacker position. And that led you and I both to write articles uh, today on Monday as we were recording that uh, now we kind of have a, a sense of what the linebacker depth chart looks like. So yep. uh, to me, what it says is if you like those top two guys enough to put a, a former high school defensive end at middle linebacker and let him grow into that position from really the beginning, right? Like you are taking a guy from the beginning and building him up from the ground. There's no, there's no realistic world where he is competing as a third player at some point during the season a part of that conversation. So they feel good enough that they can build for the future behind these two guys. And that kind of settles some of the questions that we've had with that position. So what were your insights after that? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to give away the, uh, the, the whole thing other than to say that you correctly inferred. And um, I was able to gather, you know, really what the future is for Abdul Carter, right? Like yeah. that's, that's the, that's the missing piece of this is is because Abdul Carter was in the spring, as you remember, the guy that James Franklin brought up as being the most likely candidate to, to step in there as a Mike linebacker, right? To, to be that third guy who could become a factor this season because he's that talented, he's that skilled. Well, guess what? James Franklin, like you said, he's talking about Keon Wiley starting his career there at Mike linebacker. They're not going to put both of those guys there. Yeah. Oh, what does that mean? Right. I mean, it means it means that they have a, a something else in mind for Abdul Carter. When if you look at the depth chart has a little cleaner path, I think, to the playing yeah. field um, for him. I'm not suggesting that he's going to start and I'm not even suggesting that he would be the primary backup. But uh, th there are some situations, I think, when when you can you can envision him, uh, you know, just maybe being too good to to not be part of the conversation at some point this season. Yeah, and that's the that's the main thing I took away. I texted I think I texted you that right away of, "Oh wow, I I learned the key on yeah, Wiley yeah. news and I and that that was the immediate thing I learned, not not to, you know, take away from Keon and and his moment there during media day, but also the the large picture was everything kind of clicked into place and it showed exactly 
what their plan is for Carter. Uh, it's I've written a lot about the linebackers over the last couple of days. So again, check out bluewhiteillustrated.com to get the full list of, you know, some underrated camp battles going on there as well. Not just the prime time middle linebacker. There's some other yep. things going on at those positions that we've now solidified after media day. Uh, another thing that came out of that, and I think we can we can talk about this, was his praise for Johnny Dixon. James Franklin yep. saying that Johnny Dixon in his second year with the program after transferring some, from South Carolina has been a standout. And again, it was about it was about Johnny Dixon, but also his comments about whoever might be in front of him. Uh, yep. And with the pressure Johnny Dixon is putting on those guys. Yeah. And and uh, just to be honest with you, I mean, I followed up with Terry Smith after that comment. Right. And and, and Terry's great. He's a he's a great resource. He's a great um, guy in terms of when he does interviews, the insights that he provides. And so it's good not only for his room, but also he, he provided some great perspective on the receivers as well. Um, but what he said when I asked him about Johnny Dixon was just look like these guys, they're all going to play. Okay. They have mm-hmm. five corners. They are all going to play, um, you know, between Joey Porter, Kalen King, Johnny Dixon, Daquan Hardy, and who am I missing? Marquise Wilson. Marquise Wilson. And so, yes. Um, no, so they're, they're all going to be on the field. But I, 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 again, like we're, we're going to do some reading between the lines here, right? And so yeah. what are what are the inference? And it's not even just reading between the lines. James Franklin said it. He said, yeah. hey, uh, you know, Johnny Dixon being good and being strong this preseason is not only a reflection on him, it's it, it has the added benefit. And like, this is such a core theme that I mm-hmm. think is so important for people to understand that players do better when they have somebody who is really good pushing them from behind. It just, it it is tried and true. And so as an organization, you want that throughout your roster, but particularly a corner, I I think that it does speak volumes about Kalen King and saying, Hey, like Johnny Dixon is here. Yeah. And he's it's, playing. Not, it's not, it's not going to be a, given to you. You're it's not, not, it's not going to be given you're not to anointed. You. Yeah. Kalen, Kalen King is obviously immensely talented. Look, mm-hmm. look like the, the, there's always this balance of how to frame a conversation like this. And yep. you don't want to frame it. I don't want to frame it as Kalen King, not being good enough or not trying hard enough, because I don't yeah. think that's what it is. I think it yeah. is very simply the same process that literally Every single, even the the ready for prime time true freshmen, right? The guys yeah. who come in and are just ready to be stars, uh, they all have that learning curve of how to do it consistently. Yeah, and I think that that's a big part of that conversation. There is, hey, if 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 you are not bringing it every single day, every single rep in the film room, in the meeting room, in you know training table right just like how you prepare how you get your body ready sleeping by the way that's another big one that everyone ignores because they're 20 yep all of those things all of those things will factor into how they make decisions there and you know what instead of having this you know uh foregone conclusion i think is the way that i would put it of Joey Porter and Kalen King being the two auto starters. Right. Yeah. That might not necessarily be the case. And, 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 and at worst, even if it is the case, now you feel that much better about what your depth is. You feel that much better about the guy that you have 
uh, you know, kind of working there, trying, fighting, vying to get some reps. In so Johnny Dixon. two parts of this conversation that I think are important to uh, to kind of underscore here. The first part is that we talk about Kalen King and I've said he's got future NFL potential, but I, that's the physical assessment of his abilities watching him play as a young player. I feel fairly confident about that. I think he's a guy that has the skills to play at a higher level. But there's more than just the physical potential. This goes back to high school recruiting as well, which we'll get to, uh, you know, with some of the linebacker stuff. We we might revisit that conversation in a little bit. But your profile is your profile. Like there are certain things about you as a football player from a physical standpoint that are kind of intrinsic. Uh, Johnny Dixon isn't bad. Like we we have this conversation about the top two players that are the presumed starters because they have the clear cut next level talent. But Johnny Dixon also has ability. He is a very good corner. I think he could find his way to the NFL. I don't know as a starter, but, you know, a an athlete that was a high four-star recruit, played at South Carolina as a young player. Uh, and then last season, the transition was kind of rough. He didn't play a lot. But this is also a player that when I saw him transfer to this program, I said, this is a player that can start at Penn State. So yep. we're not talking about Kalen King losing any ground to somebody that isn't also a high quality talent, but, and this is where you, you ask a question and you know, it's like, I'm just asking a question and you ask a very aggressive question, but here are the facts. And this is why I want to open this up. This is now the second or third time we've talked about Kalen King in this way of super talented freshman, a little bit inconsistent, get into the season. Didn't push players on special teams the way that the staff expected him to, to earn those reps on defense eventually got there and played like a freshman, you know, make some mistakes. Now we hear, now we're here in year two and that conversation is still kind of going on. So I'm making a mental note of this. What, how do you feel about that information laid out that way? Is that fair, unfair, or is this a, like an alarmist thing that is maybe a little bit too much? No, I, I, I look, the conversation with Johnny Dixon last year was very much in the same vein of Mm -hmm. had talent couldn't translate it and, and wasn't as consistent as he might have needed to be because otherwise he, he could have been uh, maybe a little bit bigger part of that conversation last season. Yeah. Um, You know, the way that I look at it is if, if if I'm, if I'm taking the, uh, alarmist view it's not the alarm that Kalen King might not be ready to be 100% consistent shoe in starter or Mm. that Johnny Dixon right is that much better and is pushing for that spot that competition it's more along the lines of all right you know what you have in in Joey Porter you feel really good about Joey Porter yeah but but now I, I kind of read it as a little bit more up in the air, yeah. Uncertainty, a little more open, a little more indecision, and and, mm-hmm. and maybe it maybe it falls into the same category as Mike Linebacker in in where you say, okay, well, hey, we we got two guys that we're not really sure exactly what they bring to the field, but we feel so good about what either option is that we're we're fine, right? Either way, right. we win because right, w- right, right. whichever one of these two emerges, it could be the same as that. It could be the same thing where it's like, okay, well, one of these two guys is going to step to the front, but look, w- we've had this conversation many, many times about the running back position, right? Where are the alphas? 
Right. Where are the alphas? And and you you just you're trying to instill that in as many of these guys as you possibly can. And I think by all accounts, that's what they want from Kalen King. They right. want Kalen King to be an alpha. And right, right now, right. that just might not be the case. Uh, you mentioned at the start of this conversation, legitimate competition, creating consistency and raising the level of play. Something I said this offseason about the interior of the Penn State offensive line is they have the first opportunity in a long time to make that happen, at the very least, at the guard positions. So now that we're, I think, four practices in at this point, maybe five, how is that going between the, the chief competitors that we've identified of Hunter Norzad and Sal Wormley? How yeah. is that competition going? And is that creating what Penn State needs to make a better offensive line, which is depth and competition? Yeah. So, so a couple of things. I, I shared this on Saturday on the message board and um, in a notebook that I put together uh, for the site that I asked Phil Troutwine specifically how Sal Wormley is doing. And I, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't want to quote him directly, but he said he, he is the starter right now. Uh, something along the lines of just based on where he's at. And if you put that comment into context of what James Franklin had said earlier about Hunter Norzad yeah. and Hunter Norzad having a different experience, right? This is a guy coming from Cornell facing Cornell Ivy League competition through his college football career to now facing PJ Mustafer, Hakeem Beeman, uh, right? Zane Durant. Like these, these are guys who by and large, again, not trying to discount or sell short anyone, but yeah, it's a different talent level. Like it, it is a better yeah. level of play that you're seeing on that defensive line. And so I think that, you know, James Franklin more or less said there's a learning curve to it that Norzad probably it's not a fair expectation for him to be there today, right yeah. at this exact moment. But however, they do, they do praise. And if I if I could just hear yeah. the, the height, weight, speed and yep. and the, the person that he is, as far as what they've seen, those are all what we've been describing, Top right? Talking Top about notch. him as a yep. as a top transfer that everybody wanted. Those are legitimate things, and Penn State now has the information of seeing him up close and personal. That that's for real, and yep. and again, not to just it always seems unfair, but like no offense to Eric Wilson, that's not the situation this year from what they've seen. Correct? Yep. Yeah, no, hundred percent. He he is he is. Uh, and Landon Tegwall said it like he's a pro. He is a pro. Does that mean he's an NFL pro next year? Yeah, I think so. But also, he's a pro now this year with Penn state. And so when you can inject that into the locker room of a guy who carries himself and is all business all the time, just a hundred percent business that has an impact. And I mean, I, 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 I don't have video of the interaction, but if I could relay Phil Troutwine's reaction to my question about Hunter Norzad and how thrilled he is to have him in the program, it's undeniable. Right? Like, I mean, they, they, it's just a huge boost to have that on the offensive line and to add it to that group. It's just a question of what's the timeline. Yeah. Is, and and yep. James Franklin said it. He was like, is it, is it in the first, is it in the first week that, that he makes his mark or is it in the fourth week? Right. Um, you know, I would guess probably closer to the first week, but we'll see. Um, it, you know, it's just a matter of how, how, how's that 
battle going to shake out and, and can Norzad overcome some of the inherent advantages that Sal Wormley has of playing at this level against this type of competition for the years that he has. Yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, So we're going through some of the insider information, some of the observations from Media Day, the first week of practice, all that stuff here on the BWI Daily Edition, giving you the inside scoop from training camp. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. That's Nate Bauer. As you can see here on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, if you are, please give the video a like. Always appreciate it. It looks something like this, right? The thumbs up. Is it a thumbs up? I don't know. I just, I intrinsically click on it. I, you know, I have ADHD, so I don't see things. I just do them anyway. uh, Or if you're listening on the podcast version and you're listening to me rant about weird things, uh, you can always subscribe, download, like, review, all that stuff. Super helpful. Help us become not just the biggest Penn State podcast, not just the biggest, like, the gigantic one, the one that is so big that you can't really see anything else around it. That's our goal here on the show. So your help in that is super appreciated, but it's because we're giving you inside information like this. So you talked to some of the assistant coaches as well. I want to get into some of that information to make sure that we're kind of getting the full scope, full view of this stuff. You mentioned yep. you talked to Phil Troutwine. Anything interesting, anything else come out of that conversation? Um, No, I mean, I you know, that was that was the the thrust i only talked to him for a couple of minutes um, gotcha. but the but the thrust of of the conversation was sal wormley hunter Norris yeah. ad how that's going to go and i mean he he volunteered the information about sal being the starter right now mm-hmm. so um you know i i thought I, I did think that that was it it caught me by surprise to be honest mm-hmm. with you i, I mean I, I i i maybe expected Norzad to 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 be in more of a Hey, this is a co-starter type of situation, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think I think he laid it out that that Norzad is going to have to to overtake Wormley to to be able to to have that spot. But again, has the mm-hmm. tools and is capable of doing exactly that. So let's move on then to Anthony Poindexter. Anything yep. interesting when you talk to him as far as maybe players that stood out or his opinion of the secondary? Yeah, I thought I thought he actually, um, you know, he just he just tells a great story like the way he that he does just, have a great voice for storytelling, too. Man, like he's got that slight southern drawl and he's it's great. It is. I, uh, you, you and I are on the same page here. And so yeah. this this might be a little inside baseball, but we you know, we all come at this from the outside looking in. OK, and so when you ask these guys questions, a lot of times the questions are premised on things that we've already made our minds up about. Right. Yeah. And so I, I asked and and I'm, you know, I, I am who I am. Like I'm a lighthearted guy and I try to be as honest as I can be. And it's, and when I go into these things, I, I said to him, I was just like, Hey, like, just tell me if I'm an idiot here, but is, is your choice of a second safety between Keaton Ellis and his maturity and his, you know, some of the experiences that he brings to the field. Is it between that 
and maybe what might be, um, you, you know, not as high of a ceiling of elite playmaking versus mm -hmm. that of your two young guys, right? And Zaki Wheatley and Jalen Reed and what might be more dynamic playmaking versus less consistency. And he was like, uh, yeah, we got to have all of it. We got to have yeah. all of it. It's, it. There is no choice there. It's you either have it or you don't. And so uh, like, I'm not, that's not how I'm breaking this down. It's look, the safeties are the quarterback of the defense. Like they're from back there that they're doing all kinds of things. They've got to communicate. They've got to yep. know what's happening at all times. And, yep. and, and, and the point that was stressed that I think I took the most away from was, Hey, we got to be able to do this without take on the field. We, mm -hmm. You know, we cannot as a position group feel as though Tig's going to hold our hand, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that it's it's okay because Tig knows what to do, so yeah. I don't have to necessarily. He'll point me in the right direction. Tig's not always going to be on the field. He's going to be on the field a lot, right? Yeah. But in case of, that's something that they have to be prepared of. And I think that that's a big part of what he's looking for this preseason is, hey, guys, you, you know, Tig's flexible, right? Tig, yeah. Tig can play, uh, and honestly, Poindexter said it, they played left and right last year, not boundary mm -hmm. and safety. So Tig can play both. Tig has played both. Tig will probably continue to play both. And that flexibility opens up the avenue that whoever that other guy is, Tig can move around. Tig, right. right? Whatever the combinations are, however that wants to, to, to shake down, um, they have the flexibility to be able to do that. And so it's simply about identifying out of those three guys who, who who's ready. Who's ready for this moment? Who brings the most to the field and who can do it the most consistently? Because you're it. You're the last line of defense. Right. Uh, the group as a whole, one of the things we've heard is, and we've speculated this as well, but you make a good point of like, we don't really know. The goal is to get all of them involved though, right? Like it still seems 100%. like there, yeah. there seems to be four individual players that can all contribute we focus right now because it's fun <laughs> for one thing it's fun to yeah. you know talk about training camp battles and starters and depth charts and that's why when they don't have one it drives me nuts because there's no payoff to all this conversation there's no physical document to the payoff uh but all four guys they want to get them involved because of all those unique skills right that still is a a goal of that group yeah, it's he it, it, it laid it out. He was like, look, Keaton has played, but probably he's never been a starter. And right. so you have to keep that in mind. Uh, Jalen Reed played, um, but and he, he said it. I, I would have to actually have to go back and look at the stats, but he was like the majority of his reps were on special teams last year mm -hmm. for Jalen. And so yeah. he got a lot of time in the bowl game, obviously with Brisker out. Yeah, but 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 like he's still a first year guy going into his second season, and then Zaki Wheatley. People forget, including me, he was a corner last year. Not yeah. not only was he a freshman, but he was a corner <laughs> last yeah. year. And so yeah, he like the takeaway king of the spring and had had all these accolades, which are great. Like that bodes really really well for him and what his future is at Penn State. But yeah. you got to keep that in mind when you're the decision maker when you're pulling the levers. Hey, this is this is a guy who 
um, you, you know, it, it, it is still early in his career yeah. that getting that point home of, again, you're the last line of defense, two mistakes at that position can cost you a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think that's what they're they're trying to work through through the preseason. I am oh, by the way, I'm oh for two when it comes to the conversation of oh yeah, that di- that guy's definitely going to move to safety because <laughs> Keaton Ellis I, ran a four four. You know, like he did, he was he flashed as a freshman, right? And I was like, I until like there's another opportunity, another reason to move him. I corners are more valuable. Let him work it out. And then with Zaki Wheatley, he barely got on the football field, and I was like. He's six two. He's fast. Give him an opportunity. Nope. He's going to safety too. So I'm over on these transitions, even though like I get what people are saying. It just, I'm always one to leave him at corner a little longer, I guess. Wait until, wait until they're linebackers. T Frank, then it'll all, <laughs> then, it'll, then it'll all be complete. Drawing the line. I'm drawing the line. Uh, Actually, no, I'm open to whatever, you know, I don't, what do I know? The last part here at the end of the show, I want to get into um, and we talk about earlier in the show players that fit schemes and systems because of the way they look on film. Um, one of the reasons that I think that Tyler Elsden has been doing so well is because his particular skill set fits this defense aggressive missile downhill attacking linebacker in the run. Now, if he can round out his game, and that was one of the areas where I think he struggled with in high school and we haven't seen consistency from since then because he hasn't been on the field, uh, has been that. On the flip side, when I watch, and this is probably the, the problem of this comparison, is that, you know, Oklahoma State is so long ago, not only in time for Mike Yersich, but time for football, that things change. But Malik Mega, six foot four, 210, 205 pounds, somewhere in there, Vertical stretch athlete yeah. fits so well in what I've seen from Mike Yurcich's offense as far as that boundary pressure down the field. Now, talk to uh, Taylor Stubblefield, and you know he talked about it's not really as important now as it used to be or as it, it maybe as in the, in the past, but that's one of those skills that I've been waiting to see. So when we talk about players that have flashed or players that have uh, looked good so far, I know his name came up. Um, can you tell us what you heard about that? And then the other players in that area. Yeah. Look, this may be, you know, overly simplified, but he's catching the ball. And that wasn't necessarily the case previously. People look, (laughs) it's hard. It is hard to be a receiver catching the ball. you, You get right. Like four targets a game three targets a game. Yep. Obviously, once you become a star, that's different. But to 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 catch it, to actually make the reception every time or most of the time, over 75% of the time, is really hard to do. And so when you're pairing a guy like Malik Mega with – who who is this elite athlete? That's the that's the thing about him, right? Is he's got this yep. elite athleticism. He's got unbelievable. Um, it's like being pretty. Skill. It's like being pretty. Everyone I likes you more. I don't more. like where this is going. Here we go. No, all right. Listen, listen. Uh, it's just it's a fact. I'm not. Uh, this is not trying to be inflammatory, incendiary, or hot takey. But if you're an attractive person of either gender, you get more opportunities. 
you get more options, you get a you get an advantage from being pretty. When you're athletic, everyone likes you. When you're the football player that's super athletic, everyone wants to get you on the field and see what you can do, even if it's all you know, it's just that's what it is. You're super athletic. So yep. uh, sorry, my analogy now, side, please continue. I mean, tall too, but yes, uh yeah. look. He he that has been a a, a a process for him. And so it, it was even as a true freshman, it was all about this. Hey, look like dude's a horse. I mean, just yeah. can fly and just looks the part. Yep. And work has been working towards that. It's just a matter of getting that consistency in actually making receptions. And so far, you know, again, uh, at the time it was through three practices, four practices. Yeah, he's done that so far. And so, yeah. like, that's that's a guy that I, I I don't think that I'm overstating it. Penn State is would really feel so much better. They they already feel good about the yeah. receivers. Okay, you feel good about Tinsley. You feel good about Washington, and I think they feel really good about Keandre Lambert Smith. But if you could add Mega to that to that equation yep. and have him there and feel that that's a reliable option, it just changes the ball game a little bit for them. So yeah, that's that's a that's a good sign for Mega. Um, you know, he just again, like it's it's one thing to do it, uh, you know, on the last practice fields. That's that's a good step. That's a that's an important step to take to be able to do that and to do it consistently. Again, it's just another bridge to cross mm. to do that in Beaver Stadium. So rapid fire, give us a couple other guys that have flashed so far uh, that Penn State fans should know. Yeah, uh, Dom DeLuca is, you know, our favorite. We just yeah. were we liked talking about him at the blue white game. We like yep. and mostly because I we're jerks and we're kind of like kidding around. Somebody asked us the question, you know, who's the guy that's going to surprise everybody that always does surprise people at the blue white game. And I picked Dom DeLuca and here we are. He's he's <laughs> a guy. He's a guy they're talking about in. I mean, James Franklin, I think, brought him up. Uh, mm -hmm. Manny Diaz. I know Manny Diaz brought him up in in his press conference. So he's a guy who's taken a step forward and continues to do some good things. I think Chop Robinson is a guy that has some buzz there at defensive end. That's a big one. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, um, on the offensive line. And this is this is I don't want to get ahead of anything here. But Drew Shelton is a guy that we talked about really when he got to Penn State this summer as having, you know, transformed his body a little bit before he even got to Penn State. And I think yeah. even since then has yep. transformed it more. Yep. He um, was at the summer camps this year for Penn State and just watching him, observing him, he had filled out. He was looking really good. Like before, I always made the joke, he looked like a model because he's got yeah. this like <laughs> cut jawline. He's very... You know, for his size, he was thinner and like he really filled out over the summer. But when it comes to that ahead of schedule or at a schedule to be a part of the conversation at tackle where Penn State is very thin. That's a very important distinction. Yeah, I, I mean, I would just say that it, I actually over overlooked this when I was talking about Phil Troutwine, but I did ask Phil Troutwine about him. And he was just like, look, he uh, Drew Shelton wants to be special. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, look, uh, again, uh, sometimes we can read too much into things because it's not as though Phil Troutwine was responding to a question that was open-ended. I was specifically asking about Drew Shelton. That's not to suggest that Vega Yuani uh, isn't, right? Right. But right, right. he was simply saying, look, Drew, Drew Shelton has come in with an approach, a mindset, an attitude of seriousness 
right? He wants to be taken seriously. And mm -hmm. that's not, that's not always true, right? A lot of, a lot of freshmen get, get to Penn state, get anywhere and just assume a red shirt. And I think right. that that's probably not the case here with Shelton. So it's, he's going to be an interesting one to watch because I mean, I, I don't think that there's any question that, um, you know, with some of the other situations that they have going on at tackle depth is important there. They're going to need yeah. to figure that out and you would love for it to not be Landon Tegwall. Yeah. Yep. Because then we talk about that depth and competition on the interior. And then that's just poof when you're taking guys out of one spot to fill another. Uh, yep. So if you, any, any other names you want to know, go to blue to get those inside uh, the lion's den uh, conversations about players that are standing out. We're going to make sure that uh, our members are well-informed and that you here on YouTube, you get the need to know stuff and you are well informed. So you can be the smartest guy at your tailgate, which is coming up pretty soon. I know the first game's a road game, but everyone does the at home tailgate where you bring buddies over and you watch the game. So Nate football season is here. Oh, Hall we're doing name it. game preseason for the NFL uh, week. Zero is just a couple weeks away and uh, it's all super exciting. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I mean, I'm not watching any of that stuff, but college football. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. We'll have all that coverage all the insight all the passion bluewhiteillustrated.com and of course here on youtube and wherever you get your podcast make sure you subscribe download rate review do all the things i actually don't know all of the things to do uh because i'm so busy uh making the content that I've, I've i rarely ever go on the other side like i should i just listen to my shows i'm subscribed to them uh so i don't know what else you're supposed to do but if you would do that i appreciate that if I could cut anything from the show, I'd cut that. Anyway, I, that'll be the I check, Listen, I check reviews constantly, and when they're not nice, it really hurts my feelings. So <laughs> there's your opportunity. On. There's your opportunity. If you want to leave a comment, uh, you know, Nate reads the comments. You, Nate's he, daily uh, affirmations. Week four of the season, if you were a football player, you'd be a you'd be a mess, man. You're reading all your headlines. That'll do it for the BWI Daily Edition. Our senior editor, Nate Bauer, will be back tomorrow with a recruiting show and the BWI Daily. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.